The views and ideas expressed in this program are views expressly of the people sharing them and not of the anchor or that of this broadcaster. All persons, juristic or natural, are to be held responsible for their own representations offered on this program by their agents and not this corporation. Any and all consumption of our conversational substance is entirely at your own discretion. Please be advised that this program airs subject matter that has the potential to destabilize and challenge your intellectual equilibrium. If you are excitable, profound caution when consuming our subject matter is advised. Participation in this program is a voluntary enterprise and as such is expected to be considered and deliberated on. Kindly note that, just as the anchor is, all participants, guests and callers are encouraged to engage in this our freedom of expression and any of our civil liberties responsibly. Welcome back. You're still listening to Facts of Faith. This is our second hour. Now we're focusing on our faith today. What does our faith say about things that are happening today, quite literally today, today, today? If you've been watching your news, you can see and you'll be worried about illegal mining in the Republic of South Africa. And we now know why. One more reason why illegal mining is just illegal. We saw how people died here in Houting. People died because of inhaling gas that was not supposed to be exposed to people. It did not explode, but it leaked and people inhaled that gas and they died because of Ozamazama who were trying to use the very same chemical to purify their gold or at least to well, expose it. That story is a story of great concern and that's why we have this question. And this is our question. What can we do? As people of faith, as citizens of the Republic, what can be done to prevent future tragedies caused by illicit mining in South Africa? We know it's happening and our Republic has not been able to end it. Like any other crime, it continues, though we notice it, we are aware of it and we know where these mines, these closed mine shafts are, but it still continues. And now we have bodies. Now we have dead bodies and something needs to be done. Now understand the basis of our question. We are not by any means suggesting that there should be vigilantism. On this show, this radio station, this republic does not stand for vigilantism. We're not talking about that at all. We are, however, talking about activism. What kind, what brand of activism should behoove every citizen of the Republic, particularly you, yourselves, who believe in one form of deity or the other. Surely you have a higher calling to protect and preserve the lives of your fellow man. Joining us now to give us some perspective on this story is Rabbi Naftali Silver, Shafardi Hebrew Congregation, talking to us tonight. Rabbi, good evening to you and welcome. Thank you very much for agreeing to talk to us. Thank you very much for inviting me yet again. I'm... uh... It's a, it's a great privilege. Thank you. The privilege is all mine. Thank you very much, Rabbi. I'm, I'm hoping you've read this story and you understand uh, the issues at hand. Your take, first and foremost. Are we irresponsible and irresponsible people in South Africa to allow these things to abide? God forbid. I, 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 can't, I can't say that anybody can be responsible uh, for the actions of a few. Um, I think that this is a very unfortunate circumstance that happens around the world um, and for centuries and millennia that people are desperate for work, they're desperate for money, coming from other countries for opportunities to provide for their families, to live a better life um, mon- you know, physically, in a physical sense. 
Um, and this is all they're trying to do. Um, the, the problem is, is that obviously with that, um, there, there's a lot of lax um, care when it comes to safety measures and how to, you know, because they're just trying to make a buck. Um, as, as someone who has a congregation, as somebody who is involved in um, activism to a certain degree, I, I think it's our responsibility as citizens to support the constituents that represent us in the government um, to be able to deal with the, these matters, to support our law enforcement agencies and um, that in, in their jobs, to make them feel appreciated and, and that they have our gratitude that they're doing, hopefully, their utmost to um, quell this uh, terrible, terrible uh, circumstance. I'm not quite sure I understand when you say, uh, Rabbi, we, we we cannot be held responsible for the deeds of a few. Surely you are aware that in the Torah, uh, one person can contaminate the entirety of the camp. And that's why uh, Yahweh says, uh, once evil has been found, whether it is somebody who has slept with an animal, whether it is a person who has stolen or killed or raped or any of the things that are written there, uh, that person must be taken outside the camp and, st- and stoned to death. And each and every time we are told, and, and you must get rid of the evil from the camp. Yes, but I, I do not believe that, you know, there's a difference between somebody being, you know, intentionally evil or that they are they're just trying to live and they're just trying to survive. Um, many of the people from the articles and from the things that I have read up through the, the many years that this has happened. And of course, this is not the only country in Africa or in the world that deals with this, but because of the economic, the economic situation that we find ourselves in and on the countries around us find themselves in, people feel that they have no choice. If there were other opportunities, surely they wouldn't want uh, to to hurt anybody, they would rather just have a beautiful life, um, have a decent, jo- hardworking job, uh, and provide for their families. I, I don't believe that in everyone is evil. Of course, the people that are evil, you know, the government is there to assist us and really take care of us, the citizens. But it's our job as citizens ourselves to be activists for the government as well. We have to support the government no matter who the government is, um, because they are, at the end of the day, responsible for the well-being of all citizens in this country, regardless of whether they are committing a crime or not. Let me let me go to the text I'm referring to so that everyone can understand why I'm insisting on this. Exodus chapter yes. 22. Exodus chapter 22. This is the Torah, and any anyone who has a Bible can find it as well. Exodus chapter 22. I'm going to begin with verse 1. If a man steals an ox or a sheep and slaughters it or sells it, he must pay back five head of cattle for the ox and four sheep for the sheep. Verse 2. If a thief is caught breaking in and is struck so that he dies, the defender is not guilty of bloodshed. Verse 3, but if it happens after sunrise, he is guilty of bloodshed. A thief must certainly make restitution, but if he has nothing, he must be sold to pay for his theft. Verse 4, if the stolen animal is found alive in his possession, whether ox or donkey or sheep, he must pay back double. Now, 
it goes on and goes on and goes on. But here, it doesn't say, well, if he steals the gold and is trying to survive, it's okay, we must understand. No, a thief is a thief. The Zamazamas have no license to be mining in those closed mine shafts. They are literally, they are literally and effectively stealing that which that they are doing right there. There is no law that is permitting them to take that gold. And in this case, at last count, we had 17 people dead because of that theft. And you're saying we must understand it's okay? Uh, no, I'm not saying it's okay. What are I'm you saying, saying then, Rabbi? We, what I'm saying is that as activists, like you said earlier, we, there's no vigilantism. We, we cannot change the unfortunate and horrific circumstances that just happened. But what we can do is go to the constituents that represent us and say, this is something that is not acceptable. Most of the constituents in the South African government, in this republic, are in fact religious to a certain degree, and they understand the, the, the value of life, and that this is in fact gone too far now. Now it's, 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 we've allowed it to happen for too long, or not that we've allowed it, but we haven't invested enough into preventing it. And to, to your point about those, about those verses that you brought up, I am not saying that a thief isn't responsible for what he has taken. That doesn't mean that they are evil. I, I want to make that you know, differentiation. Evil is when somebody is intentionally doing something. We care about the intention behind the act. But if I accidentally right? Or no, I shouldn't say accidentally. If I steal, but I steal out of desperation, not because I want to hurt the other person, I must return, yes, and there is a ramification. I have to pay a fee to, to the person that I stole. But by no means do we look at that person as an evil person. I, I do not believe that that, what, that is what the Torah or any um, a God-fearing person would believe. What does know. the Eighth Commandment say there, Rebel? I'm shocked. I'm sitting here shocked. It's jaw to the ground. What does the Eighth Commandment say? What? Thou shalt not steal. And you're saying a thief that steals is not evil? I do, I do not. Do you, do you honestly believe that we can go into the hearts of every man and woman that has ever stole and can say that they've done it because they are evil? Quite frankly, I really don't care about their hearts. I'm talking about your text. Your text oh, says that's that... A, no, that's a, that's, you, can't, you can't read it as text only. No, no, no. There is no other... Man's, no, 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 Rabbi. I'm asking about the Eighth Commandment. First of all, let's talk about the Eighth Commandment. The, of yes. the Ten Commandments, which yes. I do believe, whether you are Christian or Jew or any other person who believes in the, uh, the, the Ten Commandments, you know... Yes. That the Eighth Commandment says, thou shalt not steal. Yes. If you steal, what does it make you? I do not believe it makes you like an evil person. No. S say that again, Rabbi? I do not believe it makes a person evil. What does it make you? It makes you a thief. So, you don't believe that a person who breaks the commandment is evil? God forbid, I bra I, I, I've broken many commandments. Uh, I do not believe that I am evil. Okay, so people who steal are not evil as far as you're concerned, Rabbi? People who break the commandments are not evil. In, again, intentionally? Rabbi, 
there's no thief that accidentally steals. Not accidentally. Is it what do you mean by intentionally? <laughs> what do you mean, Rabbi, when you say intentionally? No, but it does, it does, it does make a difference. In the Bible, in the Torah, yeah. when, the, when, when, uh, when somebody is, is, uh, is pushed to a position where they had no choice but they, to steal, we have ways that we deal with it. Where we do you get that from? Point, perhaps uh, I should start here. Where do you get that from, Rabbi, that there are certain degrees of theft, some of which are acceptable because a person not was forced? Not acceptable. No, where, where, where do you you're, get that you're, from? You're taking, you're taking a word and making it that I'm saying it's acceptable. I am not saying that thievery, stealing, killing, or any of these things is acceptable. It's completely unacceptable. But I do not believe that it's a zero-sum game. Okay, where do you get that, that from? That thinking, Rabbi, tell, tell, take us to the text. I've given you the texts where I get my questions. Tell me where you get your answers. Well, when you, it says in the Bible, for example, et Hashem You must love Hashem, your God. Okay? What does that mean? Love. You tell me. It means what, is that, must, what does love mean? It, what does love mean? It means you must love. How do you love? Well, you, you don't believe in the explanations that come in the New Testament. Do you want me to tell you what's it? Uh, no, wait, wait, first, but then... First the, Corinthians in chapter 13. that we've spoken, in previous times that we've spoken, yeah. we're, we're, you, you, you would like to speak, focus only on text, yeah. not on, on, commentary, on commentary. No, no, I'm, I'm, not talking talking about, about, I'm not talking about commentary. I'm talking about 1 Corinthians chapter 13. That's the text. It explains what love is. Would you like okay. me to read it to you? Yes, please read me what love means. All right. It's found in Matthew, not Matthew, 1 Corinthians chapter 13. Do you yes. have your Bible in front of you, Rabbi? I do not have an, a New Testament. Okay, I'm, I'm going to read it to you. It's all right. Uh, 1 Corinthians chapter 13. I'm just going to it. Um, it begins, though I speak with the tongues of men and of angels and have not charity, I am becoming charity in this case, in the King James Version is love. The NIV, let me go to the NIV. If I speak in the tongues of men or of angels, but not have love, I am only a resounding gong or a clanging cymbal. And though I have the gift of prophecy and understand all mysteries and all knowledge, and though I have all the faith so that I could remove mountains and have not charity or love, I am nothing. Uh, verse 3. If I give all I possess to the poor and give over my body to hardship that I may boast but do not have love, I gain nothing. And then it explains, love is patient. This is for you now, Rabbi. Love is patient. Love is kind. It does not envy. It does not boast. It is not proud. Verse 5. It does not dishonor others. It is not self-seeking. It is not easily angered. It keeps no record of wrongs. Verse 6. Love does not delight in evil, but rejoices with the truth. Verse 7. It always protects, always trusts, always hopes, always perseveres. Verse 8, love never fails, but where there are prophecies, they will cease. Where there are tongues, they will be stilled. Where there is knowledge, it will pass away. Full stop. Are you happy, Rabbi? That's oh, it's beautiful. Now, Absolutely. You, you haven't answered my question. You see, I've answered three of your questions now, and you haven't answered yeah, my question. Beautiful. I'm asking you, where did you get your answers? I've given you where I get my, my questions, and I've read to you all the texts that are the predicate of my questions. I need you now to help me understand when you are saying, if this person is pushed, it is somewhat to be understood in that context. Where do you get that from? Well, 
in our belief system, okay? As I was saying, when you... Point when you it to me. Point God, it to me in your scriptures, there, I will, Rabbi. I will, well, okay, so this is what we discussed in the past. Yeah. When you read scriptures, as we do, both of us, in, in the Jewish faith, we do not read them at face value. We have to go into what we call the oral law. Okay? So while it says, of course, that stealing is, it doesn't say anywhere that stealing is evil. You just mentioned to me that stealing, you get repercussions for it. Yes, you have to pay tax, sure. But it doesn't I say gave you the Ten Commandments, and that's found in your Torah, sir. Both in Deuteronomy and Exodus. Does it say? Does it say you are evil? No. It says it's sin. It it, it says it's wrong. You should not do it. Thou shalt not. There's many things that are wrong. Idol worship is wrong. Not keeping the Sabbath is wrong. Yes. Uh, Eating pork is wrong. Yes. That doesn't mean that doesn't mean that a person is evil if they do it. (sighs) Okay. What does it make him, Rabbi? It makes him a human being. A human being. uh, Human beings by by nature are they evil? Okay. Is that what you're suggesting? Yes. You're suggesting by nature human beings are evil? Yes. Okay, so there's the disagreement. I cannot believe such a thing. I believe that we are not born evil. Can't be we're born evil. How could that be? Why would God create people that are born evil? And I don't believe that any single person in this world is born wanting to kill, wanting to steal. They are pushed to it by circumstance. And that's where the understanding has to come in. It doesn't mean that you don't put them in jail. It doesn't mean that they're not responsible for murder. It doesn't mean they're not responsible for the things that they've done. They must answer for their crime. But by God, they're, they're human beings that, that need compassion. They need understanding. They need love. Okay. So you still haven't shown me the verse where you got your answers there, Rabbi? The verse where I got those answers is in the exact verses that you gave. It doesn't say anywhere that those people are evil. It just says that when a person does something wrong, there's repercussions. It doesn't say anything about evil. Name me one source in the Torah that says that a person is evil. Okay, let's try that again. So you don't have a verse to back what you're saying there, Rabbi, am I correct? back which part that uh, person is not evil any of your answers you have not given me one text to back any of what you said hmm. can I give you a text well I'll give you the text that uh, that that we speak of in uh, that Kriyat Shema which I just said what is that uh, in English is that numbers Okay, so no, it's Deuteronomy. So, you must love Hashem your God. And then it goes further. And if you do not keep the commandments, and you do not keep the mitzvot that I have given you, what does God do? He asks Hashem, if you bring up the anger of God, then what will happen is, is that you will have a barren land. You will not have fruit in the land. You will have uh, plagues and so on and so forth. There's punishment meted out against human beings who do not do as they should. But never does punishment equal to evil. I mean, I, I, I just, you cannot show me a source where it says somebody is evil. You said the Ten Commandments. Doesn't mean that a person is evil if they don't keep the Ten Commandments. You've given verses okay. that, that, have, that do not say anything about their being evil. So, I, I, I just so, don't understand how, how you are saying that a person who steals is 
by by definition evil. Okay. So what you're saying, Rabbi, is all of these opinions that you've shared with us are literally unscriptural. They just flow from your th- theory, not necessarily from your scriptures. <sighs> no, they're all from my scriptures. I, can I name them all of you to you right now? Unfortunately, I am not, uh, you, you I'm can not give so us inclined. Ju- you can give us just one, Rabbi. Okay. So, it says in a in a, a chapter here. I'll bring it up right here. All right. Whilst you're still paging through yours, I want to just yes. give you once again um, uh, the 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 predicate of what I am talking about. Sure. Um, Mark chapter seven, verse twenty, verse twenty-three, and he was saying that which proceeds out of the man, that is what defiles the man from within. Out of the heart of men proceed the evil thoughts, fornications, thefts, murders adulteries, deeds of coveting and wickedness, as well as deceit, sensuality, envy, slander, pride, and foolishness. Now, as far as the Christian text is concerned, all these things, including theft, all breaking of the law, is evil. That's Mark chapter 7, verse 20 to 23. You can read it up and down. It says it abundantly there. But I yep. want to read something from your text there, Rabbi. This is mm-hmm. Psalms 51, verse 5 to 10. You can read up and down. Behold, I was shapen in iniquity. This is the King James Version. Mm-hmm. And in sin did my mother conceive me. Behold, thou desirest truth in the inward parts, and the hidden parts thou shalt make me to know wisdom. Purge me with the hyssop, and I shall be clean. Wash me, and I shall be whiter than snow. Make me to hear your joy and gladness, that the bones which thou hast broken may rejoice. Blah, blah, blah. It continues and continues. Again, I'm putting it out there. Your scripture in Psalms says that we are born in sin. Again, Mm -hmm. I'm asking you, Rabbi, give me your verse. I've given you now six verses that back up my questions, and you have given me none that back up your answers. I will give you now. Go ahead. Okay. It says in Yeshayahu. Yeshayahu is, uh, what is it, Jeremiah? What is it in English? Jeremiah. No, it's not Jeremiah. Yes, it is, actually. Sorry. Malachi. Okay, so it says, Lo So it says, I cannot tolerate iniquity along with the holy assembly. Again, it says in another verse, also in Yeshayahu, where it says, For I, God, love justice. I despise robbery in a burnt offering. Again, it says further on, when you offer blind animals for sacrifice, is that not evil? When you offer those that are lame or sick, is that not evil? Try presenting it to your governor. Will he be pleased with you or show you favor? That's in Malachi. To obey is better than a choice. Sacrifice. To listen is better than the fat of rams, that's in Samuel, um, the first book, chapter 15, verse 22. For this reason, there is a book that I'm going to quote to you called uh, Duties of the Heart, okay? And in it, he says as follows, 
For this reason, the fulfillment of one positive commandment may be considered equal to the fulfillment of many other commandments, depending on the heart and on the intent. And one sin may be considered equal to many others. Even the thought of performing a commandment or the longing to fulfill it of one who fears God, even if he is unable to actually to carry it out, may be considered equal to the fulfillment of many others, so on and so forth. And as God said to David in Divrei Hayamim, whereas it was in your heart to build a house for my home, you did well that it was in your heart. Though we know that King David did not actually build the temple. What we're seeing here is, is that it actually does matter. The intent in the heart absolutely is 100% part and parcel of an action. If the action is indeed evil in the heart, then I am with you. That person may be considered evil. But if evil was not in the heart, but desperation was in the heart, those people are not evil. They have done wrong. They should be punished for what they have done. But they themselves are not evil. We must separate the action of what they have done to the actual person that they actually are. All right. We're going to leave it right there. Thank you very much, Rabbi. That is uh, Rabbi Naftali Silver uh, from the Shafardi Hebrew Congregation. Rabbi, thank you.